glory. Jesus. Jesus is love and love is glory. The Father of glory is love. And unless you know the Father of glory is love, don't even convince yourself in your carnal mind that you even know what love is. Love is a drink. Love is salvation. God said, drink my blood and remember me. Amen? Do this whenever you remember me. What, Lord? What do you want us to do? Everyone wants a formula. They want to do, do, do. Give me something for my outer man to do because we struggle with religion. We struggle with deception. We struggle with the circumcision of our heart and the circumcision of our mind because we don't have a hunger and thirst for the Bible. We don't eat the Bible. We don't really drink the Bible that much. We don't. We drink a lot of stuff in the world, so we're full of the world, so our hunger and thirst for righteousness is small, very small. It is, even the people I see people looking up to in the charismatic church, and they're like, honestly, compared to the standard of the third heaven, lukewarm. And I'm saying that in perfect humility, out of honor and respect for the leaders, you're lukewarm. You are. What you tolerate in buildings made by human hands, and I love the best of the best, and it's not that I'm special, I'm not special. I'm the most rebellious person you'll ever meet. I would have overdosed on heroin and drugs decades ago if there hadn't been a calling on my life to do something here, which is called destroy Babylon the Great and get our people out of the Great Tribulation. I tell you the truth. I would have overdosed on heroin 20 years ago and been dead in the grave, buried in a cemetery somewhere if I didn't have a destiny in my life. In fact, I tried to do that. I tried to overdose and kill myself about 20 times, decades ago. I've been in my destiny for decades. But I'm telling you, there's actually something here worth living for. For you that are struggling with drugs, alcohol, and sexual morality, and the pleasures of the flesh, and what's the meaning of life. I was that person also. Extremely rebellious, but also wondering in my heart, why, why are we here? What is the meaning of life? Well, it's Jesus. I'll tell you out of experience, I would never have believed it in a million years. I was raised a Catholic, went to Catholic school as a kid, and that was my only exposure to Christianity, and I thought for sure Jesus was as fake as that pale, anemic, skinny Jesus on the cross in my Catholic church, as fake as Roman Catholicism is what I thought. Roman Catholicism just festered unbelief and doubt in me. It was like a principality of doubt and unbelief in me that had to come out of me for the Prince of Peace to rise in me and the Prince of Glory to be realized by my mind. And where is Christ, the Prince of Glory? Colossians 1.27, He's in us. He's in us. You're never going to find Him anywhere else. You can pretend like you're finding Him out there. You're not. It's just religion. Just Jezebel. Just God-outside-minded sorcery. Nothing out there. That's the dry, arid place. And when you're bewitched of Jezebel, the principality of North America, Jezebel, of sorcery and immorality, of the outer realm, of the white and black magic of Janus and Jambres, and you're all caught up in that God-outside-minded sorcery, you pretend like there's something out there, and you get a quick fix. And you're actually drunk on the blood of the saints, is what the Bible says. When you're God-outside-minded, you're drunk on the blood of the saints. You'll be like, how do I hustle my next book? How do I hustle my next CD? You see them. They literally start fiending for the blood of the saints. How can I make money off the saints? Fiending. I watch it every day. They literally, these leaders in the Whore of Babylon, they start fiending of what they can do for their next glory book, for their next glory CD, for their next thing to make money, and how to go sheep shed to sheep shed 
Tabernacle of Molech to Tabernacle of Molech to Tabernacle of Molech, which are buildings made by human hands, Acts 7.48. That's what the Bible teaches, actually. The only churches in the New Testament that are even in the Bible are called cities. So you're not in real Christianity. None of you. You're not, because we have to pioneer it, because it's been completely destroyed by the Principality of Jezebel, which is what your Statue of Liberty actually represents. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm a realist. I'm a realist. You're coming out of Babylon the Great. You know, Bob Marley called it Babylon, you know? And we need to find Zion. Bob Marley was a prophet. It's true. Listen to some Bob Marley and get the religion out of you. Bob Marley was prophetically accurate, coming out of Babylon and coming into Zion. Bob didn't have much revelation, but he had some. Prophets actually don't have that much revelation. Apostles, well, they have a lot. And most people just can't stand real apostles because you can never deceive a real apostle. Never. Never in a million years could you trick me to pretend like you're a mature Christian in any church. I mean, it's just fake. You know, because we come with the Spirit and the power of Elijah, which is the river of life and the mind of Christ and the throne of God and the Lamb, and we'll test you with the great white throne. You know, Revelation 2 and 3, 2,000 years ago, people were commended to sit with Him on His throne. 2,000 years ago. You think in 2,000 years anybody actually obey that, that verse and start to walk in the abilities of the great white throne, which is called righteousness? leaving the elementary things behind and going on into righteousness, which is God-inside-mindedness, and repenting of Jezebel, which is the false prophet, that I'm something in my soul by my works of my hand, which is Jezebel fortifies people, mainly Christians, in the mark of the beast. Jezebel, principality of North America, has already fortified all of you in the mark of the beast. That's actually what you're overcoming right now, is the principality of Jezebel, and that's the only thing you have to overcome sorcery, which is the magic arts of false Christianity of the brain, and the immorality that accompanies it, because you'll never find pleasure in sorcery. There will always be secret sin, and that's why California is the capital of the porn industry of worldwide. God's been telling us, keep hitting California. You're not going to have revival in America unless you take out the immorality of Jezebel, which is centered in Los Angeles and in California and in Las Vegas and in, in Nevada. You're not going to have revival. You have to take out Jezebel in North America to have an open heavens over the cities and the nations of, the, of North America, of the North American Bride of Christ. And the North American Bride of Christ is about to realize where God is, and it's not out there in outer space. We're not serving the tail, not serving the false prophet, remember? The Bible says in uh, Revelation, Satan's tail swept one-third of the stars, and every prophet that's worth, you know, Two spits knows that a tail means false prophet, right? So what's the false prophet? Natural light influencing the brain. The angel of light that deceives influencing the brain. That's why every false prophet that has ever tuned into Red Letter Ministries in the last 11 years manifests and murders us. Because the false prophet is of the false discernment of the soul realm with no true discernment of the mind of Christ. They're still murdering the prophets worse than ever in North America, and the bride's participating with it because he's too immature to have the actual discernment of the mind of Christ, which is the river of life coming out of her belly, birthing Jesus. And you're not birthing baby Jesus. Sorry, ladies. I know. You're birthing a full-grown man. You're, full, you're birthing really mature manhood. Why? Because you got a man in you. You don't have a woman in you. This ain't Eve. This ain't female rebellion. Now, female rebellion of Eve is what immorality is. That's what Jezebel is. That's what Jezebel represents. Female rebellion and pornography that's in men is the female rebellion of the immorality of the principality of Jezebel. So most men are full of Eve's rebellion. 
and almost all women are also by default because they've had bad husbands, they've had bad fathers, or they haven't had perfect fathers, or you know, maybe they had okay husbands. Sometimes it's a stumbling block to have a good father because then it's like, well, I don't even need God as my good father because I got a naturally good father, and they'll never go deeper than, you know, ankle deep in the river of life to sacrifice their own soul, which is the delusion of self. And so they have, they walk in almost no glory, no power, no authority, no discernment, no gifts. They have no rewards in heaven. You're only rewarded for the amount that you can sacrifice self. You know, and if you're good, you'll never sacrifice self. So the greatest deception of the ages is Satan's knowledge of good, called the tree of knowledge, that Eve ate from and died. Now Adam ate from it too, and Adam died, but Adam knew it was wrong. The Bible says three times, Adam ate, but Adam knew it was wrong. Eve ate, and Eve thought it was good. Eve did not know it was wrong. That's what the Bible says. Eve was 100% deceived. Adam was 0% deceived. That's what the Bible says. Now, Adam still sinned, so it's Adam's fall, the fall of Adam, the fall of mankind. But Eve was fully convinced that there was, there was something there in the natural realm that was better than what God the Father offered in the glory realm. Eve was 100% deceived. That's why Ecclesiastes says, I found one wise man amongst them all, but not a single wise woman amongst them all. Now, he's not making fun of women. He's not belittling women. The same sexist. It's scripture. It's because of Eve's fall. Understanding that you have to get into the spirit of wisdom that we have no intelligence or wisdom or discernment in our natural man. Zero. Zero. There's zero discernment, zero intelligence in the natural man. Zero. Okay? There's zero percent God in the brain. Zero. All Satan and his angels can do is tempt you that there's something about God in Christ in your brain. The carnal mind is what? Enmity and strife towards the mind of the spirit. Romans chapter 8. The brain is at war against the river. Have you noticed that? Every single day of your life in the whole world? So the only two trees in the garden is the carnal mind, the human skull, and the mind of Christ called the tree of life or the river of life. The river of life is the tree of life. Amen? Well, that's true. The river of life is the tree of life, and it's not outside you, it's in you, right? Amen. Thank you for telling us the truth, that the tree of life is in me, because the tree of knowledge says it's not in you, keep looking for it. And it's carried on the stick. You know, it's, that's the false prophet, that it's out there somewhere. If you can just buy enough magic medications, if you can just buy enough books, if you can just buy enough Bibles, if you can just go to enough conferences, if I attend enough church meetings, if it's something to do with me and my works, if I just go on enough mission trips, I'll be spiritual enough and I'll find what I'm looking for. Bewitched. Totally and completely bewitched. Everything you're looking for is in you already. Return with all your souls to the Father in you and let the Father do the works, which is entering the promised land of Sabbath day's restroom. It's a room of rest. Amen? <laughs> Why is it a restroom? Because we need a high colonic, an enema, a bowel movement of compassion out of our inner man because I tell you the truth. The American bride is completely filled and saturated, marinated and pickled with the principality of Jezebel right now, at this moment. Hasn't been in the past, I mean it's right now. You've never seen a body more filled 
with the principality of sorcery and immorality than the Christians in North America at this moment, June 24, 2019. Now trust me, the waters are going to break because there comes a breaking point where the it just like, oh, it breaks out of you. Because you have to understand, in the wilderness, she's looking for her beloved, but in the wilderness, all she found were night watchmen, sorcerers of religion. And she got filled. She got raped. She got her inner man filled with fallen angels. The Bible actually says, it uses the words in the book of Song of Solomon, she was raped repeatedly by the night watchmen. It's, it's vulgar and it's graphic because the fallen angels are vulgar and graphic and they're full of immorality and they have raped you. They have raped you in every way of your inner man and most of you in your outer man because of how much pornography there is in California and Nevada. Well, that's true. So now it's time to come out of the rape, come out of the immorality, come out of the absolute madness and confusion of Satan and his angels of the external realm and return with all of your souls to where God is. Christ in you. The realization of the glory. Not the hope of glory. It's not what it says in Greek. It says the realization of the glory. The final realization of the glory, which is returning home. That's what it means for the bride to come out of the wilderness. And listen, she hasn't yet. I mean, honestly, she hasn't at all. Not even a little bit. In fact, she's been getting worse than Jezebel. She hasn't come out at all. Truth and yeah, the great awakening is when she comes out of the immorality, when the outside realm, the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, all comes out of her, and she starts living from the inside out instead of the outside in. Religion is outside in because it makes it about your outer men. Christianity is inside out because it makes about Christ in you and the river, the river flowing out of you. There's a river flowing out of you and it renews your mind to the fullness of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in your belly, in your inner man, in your spirit man. So Christianity that's outside in, even in the gifts, is demonic, partially demonic. <laughs> They're still saved, 30, 60, 100-fold, but even in 60-fold you're in the wilderness. Hundredfold is promised land, and nearly no Christian even leader. Nearly even no Christian leader. Now, I'm talking about glory stream leader. No, they've had a taste. But there's a lot more available than a taste. So you can live in that realm where you're fully possessed of God the Father, like Jesus was at age 33, when he hit the mark of the high calling. And we're going to hit the mark of the high calling. Amen? We're going to get our minds fully renewed to the Father in us and walk in the exact likeness and representation of our invisible Father. And we're going to make Him visible. And every eye will see the Father of glory beaming right out of our bodies. Amen? Temples of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Are you a temple of the Holy Spirit or a temple of Jezebel? That's the only two options if you live in North America. You're either full of Jezebel, sorcery, and immorality, and you got all these wounds and there's all kinds of hurts and stuff and so you hide your mind behind the pain instead of boldly approaching the throne of grace. Satan has hurt us repeatedly. I mean, are, are you kidding me? Have you watched what happened in Red Letter Minister? I mean, like literally, this has been Joseph and his 11 brothers. It is the rarest thing that any Christian leader has embraced Red Letter Ministries. In fact, I don't think there is one that has. I mean, there's people that tolerate us, but they still think I'm crazy. I mean, even my closest friends think I'm a little off. But I'm telling you, it's because I've gone deeper than they have, and they have no grid because their minds aren't renewed to what's available in the promised land. 
It's true. And I love him and I'll serve him and I'll just take the beating every day. You know, I don't like being a whipping boy, but, you know, until his, his marks are completed on my flesh, I'll take it every day because whatever is necessary to glorify the bride of Christ. I mean, that's the calling and destiny in my life and in your life, that whatever we need to do for these people to wake up, I'll be the whipping boy. I mean, you can just lash out me, and, uh, you know, and if you have any interest whatsoever in growing spiritually, you know, maybe we'll discipline you and see if you'll manifest demons and murder me, or are you going to receive the Father's discipline and grow in the glory? Are you going to be a child of God or a child of rebellion? You know? It's crazy. Like, even just mild discipline, mild rebuke. I mean, we're not even that severe with you guys. I mean, you, you guys you get it so easy on our online broadcast. If people around me in Minneapolis on the front lines warring in Joel's army, going against all that is in the world, going against the red dragon, going against the pride of life and all the external fallen angels of the second heavens, I tell you what, it's much more severe than you could ever realize. That's when people throw their opinions at me. It's like, oh, you are so clueless. You have no idea what we've gone through for this to happen. I mean, the price we've paid, and, and God's going to reveal to you the price we paid, and you start to taste of a little of the price of self-sacrifice, and it's this temper tantrum, wah, wah, and the people go astray because they want it easy. They think it's going to be easy when all the natural realm is against you. The entire natural realm of stars and sands is against you. It's not for you, it's against you. That's why 1 John 4, 4 says, Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. It's not for you. The world is not for you. The world is against you. If the world's for you, that's a guarantee that you're pickled in Jezebel juice. If the world loves your ministry and you're promoted on iTunes and, ever, and they just market you and it's like, yeah, listen to this stuff, it's because you're worldly. The world loves those that belong to her. Babylon the Great loves those that belong to her and rewards them with riches, you read about the riches in Revelation 17 and 18 of the rewards of Babylon. These people made millions. Millions. Their, their houses are full of Lamborghinis and Bugattis because of how submitted they've been to the prostitute and to the whore of Jezebel in Babylon. Of how much they've given their hearts, their inner man, and their souls to the idolatry and to the immorality that's in the world. The world rewards worldly ministries. The world persecutes true apostolic and prophetic kingdom ministries. The true fivefold, it's coming forth. And it's coming forth through people you would never expect because you can have no discernment out of the soul. Zero. If you're discerning out of the soul, you'll be wrong 100% of the time. 100%. It's only discerned out of the river, out of the mind of Christ. The river, the river, and it's a rainbow. It's a rainbow, and it's a swirling rainbow within you. It's Elijah's whirlwind in you. And you go up on the inside, like it says in Philippians 3.10, raised, raised from the dead while in the body. Raised from the dead while in the body. That's because the inner man is higher than all the fallen angels in the world. That's what it means. Resurrection dunamis power raises your heart and mind up above the second heavens while in the body. So you're in the third heaven all the time. That's the inner man filled with God. 
filled with the Father, filled with the Son, and everyone you know, around you that's just going nuts is like because they're still filled with the second heaven. And they refuse to repent. They refuse to stop practicing sorcery. They refuse to stop listening to the 200 million false holy spirits. They refuse to stop listening to the false prophets that make it about you and build up your ego and make it about works, make it about your hand and your brain instead of his hand and his brain. The mark of the beast is your hand and your brain and your carnal Christianity. Your false, Jezebelic, sorcery-filled magic arts of Janis and Jambres. Truth anyhow, real Christianity is as simple as the throne of God and the Lamb and the river out of your innermost being. Now, the problem is the world doesn't like that. That will destroy the world. Actually, it will heal the world. You have a new world where righteousness dwells. Amen? That will destroy the stars that fell from heaven. That will cleanse the second heavens of the sorceries of the fallen angels. There will be no natural prophetics, no lying signs and wonders, no lying prophets, no worldly prophets. You know, you understand, there's a second heavens that the dragon's tail swept that takes every false prophet up into a false paradise. That's where most of their books come from that you read, but you never realize the glory, you never realize where he's at. Because they're not going up into the third heaven, they're going up into the second heavens. Every prophet that's got outside-minded goes up into the second heavens, into Jezebel's false paradise. That's how deceiving the potent sorcery of Babylon the Great actually is. That you could have a whole prophetic charismatic church that's caught up not into the third heaven, but to the second heaven. And when the third heaven comes around through the manifesting sons of God in the mind of Christ in the river, they're called the devil. And that's why we've been persecuted. That's why we've endured all this suffering. Because they're not being caught up into the third heaven. Otherwise, if you knew me, you'd know my father. They, they hate me. They, they just block me. They tell all their churches that I'm the devil. Literally. Find one. Oh, not my church. Well, show them a couple videos and it'll be your church. You're, you're a liar. You don't understand how bad the situation and the bewitchment of Jezebel actually is. Because this cannot be contained in shelters. The mountain of transfiguration, Mount Zion, has no shelters. We're not city and nation Christians yet. We're buildings made by human hands, Molech Christians. You're Molech Christians. You're Remphon Christians. It's time to be Roots of David Christians and Bright Morning Star Christians. You haven't seen it, but it's called the Manifesting Sons of God. <laughs> We're pioneering it. I've never submitted to something that's already been done before. Never. Why? Why waste an hour of your time? It's already been done. Like, you could do this, you could do that, it'd be that. Someone's already doing that. We're out here like Lois and Clark in the promised land, discovering realms of glory, and then bringing it back to the wilderness and throwing it at her every single day for decades. For decades. Every single day. And they'll just say, I don't need that promise and stuff. These serpents tell me that I'm God. These serpents are telling me I can build a shelter out here and be a successful Christian in my own soul. I know, because that's the false prophet, the serpent in the garden, that makes it about your outer man instead of your inner man. And not a single one of them has realized the glory. Not a single one of them knows the river. Not a single one even knows what the mind of Christ is. They'll say the mind of Christ is scripture through your brain. Oh, yeah, your carnal mind's the mind of Christ now, says every false prophet. Uh-huh. So now the flesh counts for something. My third eye and my pineal gland, real important stuff. Watch them manifest. They're full of witchcraft. They're full of Jezebel. 
Every single one of these people. 100%. And we love them, that's why we tell you the truth. If you don't repent, you'll die under the Jezebelic sorcerer you've been serving. You are like the prophets of Baal and not the true prophets of God. You are like the servants of the fallen angels and not the servants of the throne of God and the Lamb in the river. It's true. If it were not true, then the sons of God would be loved and embraced. But it's true. Oh, it's true. They would know our Father. They would rejoice in our Father. They would know the Father in them. They'd have no interest in serving the hand or the brain, the beast. They'd be serving the hand and the brain of Christ, the river. They'd be submitting their heads to the river. They'd be washed in the river. They'd be entering the rest of the river. And let a billion people enter the promised land. But I tell you what, those that don't, they're already dead. And it's going to be very, very spooky for a lot of people to realize they've been following the dead. You've been following the grave. Everyone who's externally Christian is internally the grave 100% of the time. Now, has the seed of the Pharisees leavened the whole lump? Has the seed of Herod leavened the whole lump? The answer, yes. Yes, it has, which is good because let's get it over with. Let's wash it all into lake of fire. It had to happen to prove to the world, to the flesh, and to the fallen angels, and to the nations of every soul, right from wrong. The tree of life from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil it has to happen this way. This is the climax of the ages and the maturity, maturity of the times. Say climax of the ages. Yep, that's the time you're living in. Maturity of the times. Hallelujah. And there's times of the devil and there are times of the Lord Jesus. There's two different genealogies in there, isn't there? Cain's genealogy. All the way from Genesis to Malachi. You read about the genealogy. Why would... Well, let's see who's of the devil. The generations of the devil. The generations of the fallen angels. Oh, and they're still here. <laughs> people, people get a taste of the glory. The problem is if you'll never experience if you live in a dry land. If you're naturally minded and you just live in ignorance, they'll never reveal themselves to you. They'll live in the spirit. They'll still control your whole life and take you to hell, but they'll never reveal. But once you come into the river, they, they'll reveal themselves. I've had fallen angels visit me many times. I've had them audibly speak to me. I've had 33 degree Scottish Rite warlocks of religion contort their heads like the owl of Molech and speak to me and say, Zion! Like that and growl. And the fall, I saw the fallen angel land on its head, con contort its face, turn like an owl and scream at me and saying, Zion! Now you're doing good if the fallen angels are screaming in frustration at the manifestation of Mount Zion coming out of your inner man. That means you're winning. That was the most encouraging thing that's happened to me in the last five years. Amen. So that's the kind of stuff that encourages the sons of God. When we see the devils losing, getting frustrating, panicking, getting stressed out, anxious. I can't win against someone God inside minded. I can't win against someone whose brain is fully sacrificed as a living sacrifice on the altar of God in them, in the kingdom of heaven. Where? Luke 17, 21. You read the Bible? Where's the kingdom? Where's the altar? Where's the gold altar? Where's the third heaven? In your spirit, out of your innermost being. And you go through your innermost being and there you'll find God. There you'll find the throne of God and the Lamb. We've been trying to do it through the magic arts. We've been trying to be 
Christian sorcerers. Like, hey, my head is ascending into the stars, into the second heavens, aurora borealis, and you're like warlocks. You're like third eye witches, Christians. You're just absolute idiots. And we need to return with our brains and get out of all the sorceries of Jezebel and return and sacrifice our skulls with his skull in the mind of Christ. We'll receive our head offering our flesh offering, our living sacrifice, if you are not sacrificing your head to his head, you have no part of the kingdom of heaven. Zero whatsoever. Christianity is the beginning of bringing your soul to his soul and letting the mind of Christ now steer and control your life in constant submission to the greater one in you, in constant rebellion to the weaker liar and the rebellious and religious one that's in the world. You have to understand, the world will, will try to guide you after you're born again with the knowledge of good. Because before, when you are in rebellion, you didn't care about being good. You get born again, and now it's like good is the great temptation. External good. That's the only thing Satan, who is a religious devil, will ever tempt you in. To be good. To be good in your soul is to be Satan himself. That's why Jesus Christ called the Pharisees the sons of Satan. He called them that in the Bible. Matthew 23. You are the sons of Satan. Why? Because they were only good in their heads and not their spirit and not their inner man. Their inner man, Jesus Christ said, was an open grave, a whitewashed tomb. They were literally the religious portal to bring hell into the earth by being self-righteous by being good in their brain, good in their eyes. Anyone that's good in their brain, good in their soul, is an open portal to, of hell to earth. That's how severe the knowledge of good and false Christianity actually is. Now, when you sacrifice your soul and you know you're not good, you get persecuted because you're submitting to His goodness and His goodness is His glory and His goodness is fun and His goodness has zero religion in it. So the showdown of the ages is really freedom versus religion. The river versus everything else. If it's not in the river, it's not God. If it's not in the river, it's not going to be fun. And then Ezekiel 47, there are levels and degrees of the river. So people go in ankle deep and like, oh, well, there's stuff about me that I still like. And, and they stop donating. You notice it right away because they come to a place where they say no to God. And if you stop donating, it's always because of Jezebel 100% of the time. God would never have you stop sacrificing the natural realm to build up the apostleship of the sons of God in the 60 champions of the marriage carriage. 100% of the time, that's the activity of Satan and his angels. 100% of the time. And it's some excuse in the soul realm and he'll say, be a good steward, take care of your family, don't ever take care of the sons of God, don't ever help the friends of the bridegroom, lest you actually bring heaven to earth, but just have a good, happy life separated from the apostles and prophets and the beard of the head of the oil. You're the body, you don't even need the apostles and prophets, you can do whatever you want. That's what the fallen angels tell every Christian. You don't need the beard. What does it say? Psalms 133, he pours the oil on the head, Jesus is the head of the body, and it runs down the beard. And the beard is the apostles and prophets. Amen. The mature ones that are the head of the body. And through the beard only, the twelve stars and the friends of the bridegroom, Jesus Christ preached about the friends of the bridegroom. And then Revelation 12.1 preached about the twelve stars of the crown of the bride of Christ, which are the sons of God. That also include daughters of Zion that are mature ones that have no consciousness of self, that live fully out of God the Father, formed within them. Righteousness puts your body on like a garment and wears you. Righteousness of the new covenant. And I tell you what, 
the rejection of the beard and the rejection of the oil of the head is what keeps people in poverty and in sickness and in disease. God would never forsake his friends. But the Christians will kill you in a New York second. They don't care about you because they're struggling out here and it's dog eat dog. They'll find another person. There's just no loyalty. There's just no obedience to the ranking of your head's submission to his throne. They just, everyone wants to be the leader. Everyone's a doer of their own thing in Babylon the Great. And it's applauded because Satan loves the confusion. But when you actually get real and you actually get right and you actually start submitting to divine authority of the beard, you have no option. And if you don't, you'll probably go to hell. But if you start submitting to the beard, you'll actually start getting the oil. And if you start repenting of rebellion, start repenting of all your selfish independence of the mature ones that God has raised up through everything in Babylon the Great. I mean, it's not just me. There are other mature ones. You know, we're kind of forerunning it and pioneering it for them, but we're raising up a lot of mature ones. There will be mature ones everywhere. We need to have mature ones, huios mature ones, that are fully God-inside-minded, fully connected and submitted with all their soul to the soul of Christ, the mind of Christ, and living out of all the river of life's ability through the natural realm in every city. If we don't have it in a city, there's no way that city can stand because that's the tent of meeting His presence is that someone has fully manifested the Father through their inner man, and they become the exact representation of the invisible God because Jesus is the firstborn amongst many that represent the invisible God. Amen? 144,000 of virgin perfect ones? Well, how is that about? Well, Jesus said before he had the Holy Spirit, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Matthew 6, the reason why you can't do it is because you're so wounded in your soul, you don't think anyone else can do it. Just because you can't sacrifice anything doesn't mean someone else won't sacrifice everything. There are people here that love God a lot more than you. It's true. Hallelujah. But you can still be Jesus' best friend. Amen? Even if you've been totally inwardly rebellious and totally rebellious towards divine authority and breaking rank and just being an idiot in the world and serving the fallen angels and thinking you're going to get away with it, but you get killed every time because you're sinning against God the Father's glory. You're actually fighting and kicking against the pricks of the ox of God that's interceding for you and loving you perfectly, fighting the 12 stars and the friends of the bridegroom, fighting the anointing oil is kicking against the pricks. A lot of people need to kick against the pricks until they die. And by die, I mean come to an end of their own self, which is their soul, so they can begin in the river. Sadly, people beat their heads against the wall until they're dragged by angels and thrown into the river of life. Don't let it be like that for you. It doesn't need to be that horrible, horrifying, and terrible. You don't need to be so rebellious. You don't need to be a stubborn mule. You can bring your souls willingly to the river and let it be easy and light. The only reason why people have a hard time is because they're so stubborn in their goat head. When the older prodigal brought his head to his father, the father said, let's kill the goat and party. You know, but it's like, no, no partying, no fun. Take it seriously. There are people dying of starvation in Africa. You know, and just like the father's like, Ugh. are you going to trust my ability? You're going to stay a stubborn goat forever. Are you going to give your head to God's headship? Or are you going to live out of the rebellion of religion of Satan and his angels in your head forever? Sacrifice your head for the Father's headship and it's party, party, party. Luke 15, party, party, party. And if you don't sacrifice your head, there's no party. You'll die in the wilderness. We love you guys. Be blessed. Partner with Brother Ministries. Partnership always is with finances. 
Philippians 4.15, You Philippians alone came into financial partnership with my apostleship. That's what the Bible says. If you want to partner with this ministry and have rewards with this ministry, donate liberally and you will be receiving finances liberally. Where's that verse? Give and it will be given to you according to the measure of your giving. It's written in Corinthians and in Matthew and in Luke three times. Donate at RedLetterMen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.